Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, the White House is going to battle Texas on the new immigration law Texas passed, which will give the state troopers the ability to arrest illegal immigrants. But this comes as Politico publishes a big piece. The Mexicans, Mexican-Americans, are excited for Trump. Yes. Welcome to the show. Glad you are here today. It is Tuesday. Big show straight ahead for you, and later today I'll be filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, starting at 6 p.m. tonight. We'll take the first hour here locally on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, as we always do when I fill in for Mark. Uh, a lot going on today. I'll tell you about a an LGBT plus plus IA, every letter of the alphabet, activist who is now accused of raping children under the age of 13 years old and why the story is so incredibly confusing. I'll get into that with you. Uh, the best thing I've read all day today by my buddy Kennedy of Fox Business, formerly of Fox Business, uh, but it's great. And, and the piece is entitled, White House Dime Bags, A Crack and Gorge First Son, Topless Trans Activists, and Now a Lurid Senate Sexcapade. America is overrun by fetishist weirdos and whack jobs, and we all know who to blame. Yes, we do. Locally... ELEC, which is the Election Law Enforcement Commission in the state of New Jersey, is going to join Republicans in a lawsuit over the Fugazi candidates that ran in South Jersey, Giuseppe Costanzo. And this is good. This is very, very good because the New Jersey Election Law Enforcement Commission will seek to intervene in a lawsuit involving Jersey Freedom, a shadowy independent expenditure group closely tied and run by the South Jersey Democratic bosses. And they were the people behind that Fugazi candidate, Giuseppe Costanzo, which cost the Republicans the election in the fourth legislative district for the state Senate race. So I'll get into that with you as well. And... Um, in Pennsylvania, after the uh, LGBT plus plus IA alphabet uh, activist was was accused of rape, the ties to District Attorney Larry Krasner have come out. Krasner, of course, is mad as hell because the state of Pennsylvania has taken away some of his powers. I want to remind you, though, it is the Democrat legislature and the Democrat governor that signed the bill 
taking away some of District Attorney Larry Krasner's powers. And he's really not a district attorney. He's, of course, a, a public defender posing as district attorney. He is the ultimate Fugazi and a cancer on the city of Philadelphia. So we'll get into that with you as well. Uh, but let's begin with uh, what's going on in the Middle East, shall we? Because the, um, the Houthis are terrorists and they keep uh, attacking the United States of America, uh, our, our ships and also international commerce ships as well. And now we know that this guy, Ahmed Al-Khalut, who is the manager of the Kamal Adan Hospital in northern Gaza, admitted during an interrogation with Israeli security forces that Hamas used the medical facilities to advance its military operations. He said, I know 16 employees in the hospital, doctors, nurses, paramedics, and clerks, who also have different positions in the Qasem Brigades. He told Israel's Shin Bet in a video clip released on Tuesday afternoon referring to the military of Hamas. They hide in hospitals because for them, a hospital is a safe space. And he also admits that he is a a commander in Hamas. They will not be harmed when they are inside a hospital. Hamas has offices inside the hospital. There are places for senior officials. They also brought a kidnapped soldier there. There is a designated place for interrogations, international security, or internal security, excuse me, and special forces. Everyone has a private phone line inside the hospital. He also said that he'd been involved in the Palestinian terror group for over a decade and has risen through its ranks over the years. I was recruited to Hamas in 2010 with the rank of Brigadier General. There are employees in the hospital who are military operatives of the Izad Din Al-Qassam Brigades, doctors, nurses, paramedics, clerks, and staff members. I once begged them to take a wounded man to the Indonesian hospital to Shifa for treatment they refused. Their mission is more important. The leaders of Hamas are cowards. They left us out in the open while they hide in hideouts. They destroyed us. He has been quoted extensively across global media outlets, including Reuters, NBC News, and Al Jazeera in recent weeks as a reliable source opining on the state of Gaza's medical infrastructure. The thing about this, though, of course, is you remember when there was that that bombing of a hospital, which the American media and international media, too, completely and utterly uh, blew. They blew the story big time. They said the hospital was bombed by Israeli forces, 500 people dead. Of course, the truth was that it was a Hamas-affiliated terror group that shot a rocket, which landed in the parking lot, and uh, destroyed a bunch of cars. But it was a great lesson in how the media rushes to judgment, of course. They wanted to tell the story that Israel was a bad guy. And that led to all the whack jobs in Congress, all the Democrat whack jobs, to come out and start screaming about Israeli genocide. You know, it's interesting, the... Um, Situation that's happening right now with the Houthis down in outside of the Middle East and the Gulf and what is going on with the effects on international shipping commerce. It's a big deal. It really is. But the United States of America is looking foolish because we're not willing to do anything about it. This is the problem. This is the problem with having a feckless president. The Houthi attacks in the Red Sea are threatening the global supply chain. CNBC had this story about this. And here's what they say. Attacks by Iran-backed Houthi militants on ships in the Red Sea have already rocked global trade, and there could be more disruptions and price increases to come for shipments of goods and fuel. Several major shipping lines and oil transporters have suspended their services through the Red Sea as more than a dozen vessels have come under attack since the start of the Israel-Hamas war in early October. Help appears to be on the way. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who is visiting Bahrain, said American forces along with the United Kingdom, Bahrain, Canada, France, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, uh, and Spain would create a new force to protect ships in the region. 
They said they'll be diverting all scheduled journeys immediately to secure the safety of their seafarers and vessels. Collectively, these ocean carriers represent around 60% of global trade. They said it would temporarily stop accepting any Israel-bound cargo, suspending its shipping services to Israel. Orient Overseas Container Line, which is part of a Chinese-owned Costco shipping group, has also stopped accepting Israeli cargo, citing operational issues. About 30% of Israeli imports come through the Red Sea. On container vessels, they are booked two to three months in advance for consumer or other products, meaning that if the voyage will not be extended, products with a shelf life of two to three months will not be worthwhile importing from the Far East. Importers will also need to increase stock due to the uncertainty and pay much more, and others will lose out on their markets as time to market is not competitive. On Monday, oil giant BP said it would also pause shipping activity in the Red Sea as the Yemen-based Houthis continue their attacks. Quote, the safety and security of our people and those working on behalf is BP's priority. In light of the deteriorating security situation for shipping in the Red Sea, BP has decided to temporarily pause all transits through the Red Sea. We will keep this precautionary pause under ongoing review subject to circumstances as they evolve in the region. Same thing with Chevron and others. The attacks have already pushed ocean freight costs higher. Since the beginning of the Israeli-Hamas war, the Asia-U.S. East Coast prices climbed 5% to $2,497 per 40-foot container. It could get even more expensive as major companies avoid the Suez Canal, which feeds into the Red Sea and up instead to go around Africa to get to the Indian Ocean. Of course, doing so adds 14 days to a shipping route, incurring higher fuel costs. And since ships take a longer time to get to their destinations, the workaround results in a perceived vessel capacity crunch. You have delays in containers, and commodity delays become inevitable. Container shipping represents nearly a third of all global shipping with the estimated value of goods transported amounting to a trillion dollars. Approximately 19,000 ships navigate through the Suez Canal annually. The extended time spent on the water is anticipated to absorb 20% of the global fleet capacity, leading to potential delays in the availability of shipping resources. There's also going to be delays in returning empty containers to Asia, which will only add to supply chain woes. The situation, if it extends beyond a few days, will have will credit uh, will have positive implications for both the container shipping industry and for tanker and dry bulk markets, but it also raises the risk of further disruption to supply chains. Now, who do you think is paying for all that? You, me, we're all going to pay for this. Everyone's going to pay with increased costs of whatever global supply chain issues are happening. You and I will absorb the cost of that. You know that. Obviously, you're a very smart person. So what's going to happen with the Houthis then? John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesperson, was asked today, one of the top Biden spokespeople. The president doesn't comment on any of this. Obviously, he doesn't know what's going on. So Kirby has to come out and act like the president. And he brought up the Houthis and whether or not the United States will designate them again to be a foreign terror group. Take a listen or whatever we have there for the Houthis. Has the U.S.'s assessment of Iran's direct involvement or any direct involvement in any of these attacks changed? Well, I can, all I can tell you is what I've said before. I mean, they are certainly providing the means, the, the tools, the capabilities, the weapons through which the Houthis are conducting these attacks. The Houthis may be pulling the trigger, but as I've said, uh, Iran's given them the guns. Has- Iran has given them the guns. Uh, another cut of Kirby. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Has- the U.S.'s assessment. Yeah, sorry, that one screwed up. 
Okay, no Pass problem. On that one. We'll get that. The question, of course, was, is the U.S.'s assessment of Houthis being terrorists change? And they are terrorists, and obviously they're terrorists. They're trying to disrupt international shipping. They're trying to disrupt, and, and, and they're making the, the United States of America look, look incredibly foolish here. Uh, I don't want war any more than you do. But I also understand that we have to secure the seas and we cannot allow this to continue. And the problem, of course, is you have a lot of Democrats right now who are rooting for the bad guys. Let's face it, they're rooting for the bad guys. This is the Democrat Party. So why John Fetter person, Pennsylvania senator, had to come out yesterday and say he stands with Israel because the Democrat Party is so freaking wacky that they're backing all these crazy people. And this is what uh, Rich Lowry pointed out. The world's lone superpower has been unable to protect one of the most important commercial arteries on Earth from a band of third world rebels. Welcome to the latest humiliation of a Biden administration foreign policy premised on not being overly proactive, provocative to our enemies. After a sustained campaign of attacks from Houthi fighters in Yemen, shipping companies have announced that they are going to avoid the Red Sea and Bab al-Mandab, a narrow strait connecting the Red Sea to the Gulf of Aden. This is a blow to freedom of navigation, one of the jewels of the U.S.-led order, and a tremendous, tremendous embarrassment to the United States of America. Well, of course it is. But remember something, though. When you have Democrats who, are, who believe that the bad guys are the good guys and they're rooting for them, they don't want Joe Biden doing anything about this. I mean, Iran's helping the Houthis, but the Houthis are helping the Palestinians, and they're all, they're all connected here, so they're the good guys. They're the freedom fighters. They're the liberators. That's the, that's the problem with the Democrat Party right now. And as they, they use language, the president uses language standing with Israel, but then this continues to occur, and then it just looks absolute, absolutely awful. And what we need to do is use deterrence in the Red Sea. That's what we need to do before things get out of line and things get worse, and we do wind up facing a potential World War III. We have to deal with that by understanding that these are international waters. Terrorists have no right to be attacking ships in international waters. And if these international waters are not protected by the good guys, then it's going to have a cost for all of us. That's just common sense. I mean, that's common sense. You can, you can, you can protect shipping lanes, global shipping lanes, from bad guys who are crazy people and not have the United States enter World War III. But what happens, though, is that what's going to happen is that these guys are going to wind up blowing up the wrong ship, causing the kind of international commercial chaos that is going to inevitably result. And then you are going to see World War III breaking out because we've seen that happen historically in the past. We saw this in the lead up to World War I. And we saw this with the United States of America's response as well. So we have to make sure that there's deterrence. Deterrence, which breaks down when adversaries determine that the cost of its behaviors are outweighed by the potential rewards. Iran and its proxy forces have paid almost no price for their attacks on the United States and the international order that America maintains. They are undeterred. Iran and its pawns in the Middle East are responsible for nearly 100 attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since the October 7th massacre in Israel. Tehran's puppets controlling Yemen have launched dozens of drones and rockets at ships passing through the vital Bab al-Mandab Strait. But remember something, though. As John Kirby's up there criticizing Iran, this administration was, was going to give Iran $6 billion, unfreeze $6 billion. Because... Barack Obama is calling the strings. He's pulling the strings here. He's in charge. And Barack Obama has always wanted to see Iran have a seat at the table of the League of Nations. Now, obviously, the League of Nations does not exist. I'm using that as a proverbial uh, point of reference. But, but he wants to have, him have, a, have a seat at the big boys table. He always has. Obama has always had that. 
I mean, think about it. The reason why Bob Menendez came under federal investigation the first time was because Senator Bob Menendez criticized the Obama administration for giving Iran billions of dollars and hundreds of millions of dollars on pallets of cash and for helping them with their nuclear enrichment program. And then the second time Bob Menendez got investigated and uh, charged by the feds was the time that he criticized Obama again through his proxy, Joe Biden, for doing the exact same thing with Iran. So we're talking out of both sides of our mouth again. I think what's happening is you're seeing that the military understands the threat of Iran backing all these militant groups and what that could mean to the international order. But the White House, which you have a lot of woke, lefty, communist Democrats running around, they don't want it. They don't want the president to do anything about it because a lot of them believe that these are the good guys, that these are the freedom fighters, that they're backing the freedom fighters over the oppressors who are Israel. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Welcome to the Democrat White House. It's a bunch of freaks. I mean, it really is. It's a bunch of freaks. Here's uh, another clip of John Kirby. Take a listen. Uh, the administration thought about redesignating the Houthis as a terrorist organization. Yeah, we're actually conducting a review right now uh, on whether that's the, the right course forward. We've talked about that. No decisions made right now. No decisions made right now. We're not going to say a word about it. It's, 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 it's okay. Publicly, we're not going to say a word about it. But you would think, right, this would be a moment where the president, who's running for re-election, would, would come out and stand up there and he would say, uh, my message is very, very clear. If this continues, there are going to be severe military consequences. We are amassing an international coalition to go down there and protect these shipping lanes. These are international waters. And if you have attacks on these ships, you will be, you will, we, will, we will fire back. We're going to fire back. We're not going to put up with this. But instead, we don't say that. We dance around the issue because we're we're worried about upsetting people in Biden's own party. That also tells you something about the lackluster support that Joe Biden has. Because they are more worried at this point about losing the base. They don't have their base solidified, so they can't even pivot to a general election message. Because in a general election message, this is a no-brainer. So when I did that podcast yesterday with my friend Dana Perino, which is now uh, posted, and I, I tweeted, uh, tweeted the link to it, Please take a listen to it. We talked about, for example, when they had all those anti-Semitic protests outside of Goldie's restaurant in Philly. And Goldie, the guy, I mean, the chef, you know, he's a Democrat. And Josh Shapiro, the governor, was very quick to come down and say this was anti-Semitic, condemn it. Biden, who's been to Philly a bunch of times, didn't say a word about it. He completely ignored it. And the reason for that, of course, is because Biden has to worry about the base coming out to vote for him. And there's such a lackluster sense of enthusiasm going on that he's afraid of making them upset. That's what's happening. And right now in the in the Capitol building we have right now another insurrection going on as we speak. You have a pro-Hamas, anti-Israel bunch of insurrectionists who are storming inside the Capitol building. uh, And that is going on right now. We also had the pro-Hamas protesters shut down Penn Station yesterday, Madison Square Garden, and of course, we know what they did in Philadelphia just last week when they shut down 676. So these are the Democrats. I mean, this is the party of left. This is the left. This is the, this is the left right now. And America, as a consequence of this, is, uh, is, is looking foolish on the world stage because we cannot keep our own, our own international commerce shipping lanes. Not ours. They don't belong to us. They're international, but that's the point. They are going to come to the United States. This is going to affect global commerce one way or the other, and something has to be done. You have to deter this from happening. It must occur. You have to deter this from happening because otherwise the ramifications are going to be huge. The ramifications for oil prices and for the economy are going to be huge as well. Absolutely. I would say this would be no different if there were Somali pirates going after ships 
or if there were uh, Barbary pirates going after ships. I mean, you, you have to secure the international shipping lanes. Thomas Jefferson made that point very, very clear. It's not that the United States wants to be confrontational necessarily, but if we can't protect international shipping, then there are going to be consequences for America and America's national security. So we have to do something about the Barbary pirates and we have to do something about the Houthi pirates. Period. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But this is the broader point. It's a point that my friend Kennedy makes very, very well when she says these people are a bunch of freaks. And I would add what happened to that activist in Philadelphia today or yesterday charged with underage rape. There are a bunch of freaks and we know how they got front and center stage. We know which party they're part of. They're part of the Democrat Party. And this is entirely the problem. All right. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to get into that with you straight ahead on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It's Tuesday. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in. Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. It is Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I really love this piece from uh, Kennedy. Lisa, who, of course, uh, known as Kennedy, the former MTV VJ, who also was the host of Kennedy Nation on Fox Business and uh, now does a great podcast. So she wrote, White House Dimebags, a crack and gorge first son, topless trans activists, and now a Lord Senate sexcapade. America is overrun by fetishist weirdos and whack jobs, and we all know who's to blame. She said, a thirsty congressional aide has plunged the nation into an X-rated tape-based, X-rated tape-based crisis not seen since Kim Kardashian or, or after his Lord sexcapade swept the internet on Friday. 
Oh, mercy, how this young buck fell into disgrace when he was swiftly relieved from his duties as a staffer to Democrat Senator Ben Cardin for filming an amateur gay porno in a Senate hearing room. How did we get here? We were promised Trump's vile America would be replaced with decency, normalcy, and a family-friendly neck sniffer who would return us to a kind tranquility. Instead, we've been bombarded with White House dime bags, endless nude portraits of hunters, 50 shades of crack engorgement, Rose Garden, topless trans activists, and an open invite for anyone with a kink to exercise it on government property. She said, back in my day, weirdos and whack jobs had to wait in line at seedy sex shops to see what sailors dream of on, <laughs> on uh, shore leave. Now you can do a line of nose candy from a West Wing locker, then head to the Hart Senate building for an on-camera quickie before calling for the genocide of Jews. You know, all in the name of free expression. The sick thing about this accelerated madness is the pathological inability of libertine pervs to take one single ounce of responsibility for their indiscretions. Here was the statement this weekend from Cardin's ready right-hand man. Quote, This has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue over a political agenda. Who you love. You didn't make people barf their breakfast juleps because of who you love. They're icked because of this sordid Senate affair exposed you as an undisciplined, entitled, horrendously stupid, and widely disrespectful maniac. She said, look, I know shame died a long, long time ago, but can't we stop feigning victimhood every single time that there is this notion of this becomes a, some sort of imaginary political witch hunt? Angry Republicans did not tie you to that hearing room chair to help Trump win Michigan. This year has been an absolute dandy for fetishist freaks everywhere. Remember the uh, Canadian teacher with the big double, triple Z gazungas, the fake gazungas who would wear them in class and then take them off when he would get home because, of course, they would hurt his back. That's the transgender Canadian teacher, Kyla Lemieux. But from dirty dragon schools to public defecation and indecency, when will we say enough is enough, she asks. She says, I'm not suggesting we revert to a nation of pearl-clutching prudes, but my wish for the new year is for a rediscovery of the appropriate compartmentalization and public-private delineation of adult life. Instead of everyone just shooting everything out of a pornified confetti cannon and not caring where the debris falls. Here's a thought in 2024. I don't need to see the first son's nude Heidi. Nor do I need to be told I'm a horrible person for suggesting the same seedy fellow shouldn't be gorging at the platter of corrupt foreign energy boards or cashing in on commie connections. But this is where we get to the butt of it all. If it's okay for the president's son to spend $870,000 on hookers and sex clubs while dodging his tax bill, why shouldn't every Tom, Dick, and Harry launch up an OnlyFans side hustle with Lord Vids filmed in the same Senate room and that former FBI director James Comey gave his infamous Russian interference testimony? Hunter escapes accountability because of his addiction. Fabulous George Santos says he's not white, and now the Senate ex-sex pest says his sexuality precludes him from criticism. The well-worn mantle of victimhood is a symbol of a national malady, a coast-to-coast decline in civil society, moral standards ripped asunder. One day we'll wake up and wade through the jetsam, bring in the backlights and bleach, and these creepers will have to be held accountable. Or at least I hope so. Because who wants to live in a world where we must carry Clorox wipes to disinfect every office chair or cubicle? 
We already survived a pandemic. Perhaps the irrepressible freaks who insist on wrecking it for the rest of us may need to go on permanent lockdown. It's an excellent point. But I want you to think about it from this perspective that she writes about. And that is that when you have a culture of victimhood, where what happens to you, what actions you do, your actions are because of something else. Or the reaction to your actions are because of something else. So take the Senate staffer, right? He films this gay porno in this, in this historic Senate, Senate room and then comes out in his defense is, I'm being attacked by those with a political agenda because of who I love. Because of who I love. As if to say he's the victim. Hunter Biden gave that speech, standing outside the White House or standing outside the Senate, going on about how he's being attacked because of who he is and because of his battles with addiction and because of the fact that Republicans just want to hurt him for overcoming drugs and alcohol, as if that would ever happen. And it's the same thing with all of these transgender activists, including the newest one in Philadelphia who's been charged with raping a child under 13 years old. We have given the freak show a center seat right up front. That same transgender activist who I will talk about was there prominently with Josh Shapiro when he was campaigning for governor of Pennsylvania, was there side by side with Larry Krasner when he was campaigning for district attorney, has been with all the several of the mayoral candidates because we welcome the freaks and the weirdos. You know, if you have a problem with Leah Thomas walking around, Will Thomas, and uh, swinging his junk around in the locker room, the problem is you. You're the problem. If you have a problem with a bio dude beating a little girl and swimming, you're the problem. If, if, if sorority girls have an issue with a dude taking a shower in their sorority house and sporting wood and walking around the sorority house naked, then they need to get re-education. It's their problem for not being more tolerant, you see. And if you have a problem with a Senate staffer filming a gay sex tape, it's because you just don't embrace the concept that love is love. (laughs) I mean, it really is amazing. But we have a culture of victimhood. And the culture of victimhood is in our politics in a big, big way. New York State right now is announcing a reparations committee. A reparations committee to deal with the horrors of slavery encountered by no one who's living right now or any of their or any of their of their relatives. There's not a single person alive right now who is a direct uh, slave or former slave or even uh, new one. Not no one, no one. But and New York State was a free state. Obviously, it was part of the Union. It was part of the North. But regardless of that fact, New York State, like California, is doing this because they want to advance the narrative that America is still an awful place, that systemic white supremacy exists, and that that is the use to push people down. And the only way to overcome that is to give people free cash to make them more dependent on government and to expand the social welfare state. Because otherwise, how else are you going to overcome uh, white supremacy? Huh? How are you going to do it? Well, you obviously can't unless you just give people money that other people work to earn. Duh. You have to spread it around, spread the wealth around. Come on. Because ultimately, the entire attitude of victimhood comes down to destroying capitalism. You destroy America by destroying capitalism and then you tear up the Constitution, you start over, you have a Marxist utopia where nobody's a victim because everybody gets the same. Everybody gets to share. Everybody gets what's equal. What's theirs? Equity, you see. Equity. As long as there's no equity, there can be victims. Somebody's richer than you, then you're the victim. Somebody's more successful than you, you're the victim. Except if somebody has an Ivy League degree, in which case then they're still the victim. Uh, we just haven't figured out exactly how, obviously. 
And look at what's, what you see happening with the protests going on in college campuses because colleges have decided that they were going to create these pillars of DEI in their campuses. Die. Diversity, inclusion, and equity. They've created these, these campuses to be the pillars of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what happened? They limited speech. They told everybody that there were oppressors and oppressees. And you're either one or the other. There's only one choice. And they convinced all these college kids that Israel was the oppressor and that the Hamas and the Palestinians and all the other people there, they were the oppressed. So obviously now you have all these protests going on. But it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset being that there is a victimhood that is pervasive in America. And the only way to deal with it is to give away money and also to tear down America. That's it. That's the only way to do it. Now, the good news, though, is that despite all the fetishists and weirdos and freaks who are in the Democrat Party on open display, bringing crack cocaine into the White House and leaving cocaine for the dogs to sniff, leading to cocaine White House dogs, the hit blockbuster coming out this summer about Major and Commander sniffing Hunter Biden's cocaine. Uh, The good news, though, is that people are pushing back and saying, oh, hell no. Hell no. In fact, down in Texas... You have a story down there from Politico, which I thought was absolutely amazing, how Mexicans, as in Mexican-Americans, are looking forward to Trump. Political magazine, there are a lot of Mexican people looking forward to Trump. A visit to the border city of El Paso shows how the politics of immigration are shifting and what's really underneath it. You know why? People are tired of people not taking responsibility. People are tired of the victimhood. People are tired of watching America be slowly destroyed and taken over. And they, they want to push back on it. They've said enough is enough. And the point of why you have Democrats now have to come out and say that they are not part of the Democrat Party on their stance on Israel, on when it comes to the border, like John Fetterperson had to do, is because the freaks and the weirdos and the fetishists and the lunatics have taken over the party. So now you have people who have to come out and distance themselves from that party, but that is the party. You know, the transgender activist in Philadelphia who's now been charged with raping an underage child, that person was center stage with Governor Josh Shapiro. They, they embrace the freaks and the weirdos because they think it'll help them. It's the same reason why, why Obama Biden is not condemning Iran or the Houthis or anybody else because there are so many people in the Democrat party that want to see them win. So they're afraid of upsetting the base. The base is full of nuts and wackos, but you haven't locked up the base's support, so a lot of the base may just stay home. So the Democrats are trying to do this little dance. You see it happen with your own eyes. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Listen, Christmas is right around the corner. Have you ordered for everybody on your list yet? No? What are you waiting for? Omaha Steaks has got you covered. Come on. This is what you want to do. Your boss, clients, friends, family members, everybody loves great food. And for five generations, Omaha Steaks has been making American food right from the heartland. From easy to compare, prepare comfort meals to the absolute best steak of your life, guaranteed age 28 days. 28 days of aging is how the steak becomes magnificent. It's truly how a steak becomes something that you just absolutely love every bite. Guaranteed. And when you go to omahasteaks.com and you put in my name, Zioli, you will get an extra $30 off your order. That's right. And they're having their 50% off site-wide sale right now. So think about it. All you do is go to Omaha Steaks, select from their carefully curated pre-prepared uh, packages, excuse me, or create one on your own. You can send holiday dinners to the people you love. You can send them steak lovers combos. You can send them surf and turf combos. There's so many options to choose from at omahasteaks.com. 
And as America watches more and more farms turn into Chinese property and big food conglomerates get bought up by China, Omaha Steaks is five generations of an American family business right in the heartland, America's oldest butcher. So omahasteaks.com. When you check out, put in my name, Zioli, get that extra $30 off your order. Do it now. Christmas is only days away. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Zioli. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, as we uh, roll along on a Tuesday afternoon, that's a very pretty uh, rendition of that. Who's that by, Henry? Uh, This is Oh Holy Night by Donna Summer. Donna Summer, very nice. I believe it was one of the uh, Zioli Army submissions yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Had to get them all in. Get them all in. From now until Thursday at what? Five thirty? Seven? <laughs> Seven PM? I'll, I'll still take requests. Six thirty. It's, it's just you won't be here that Friday. Right. Yeah, Thursday's show is from I believe possibly five to six thirty, if I'm not mistaken. That's right? like best case scenario. And best case yeah, scenario. It could be as uh, as short as thirty minutes. Well, I'll be doing Dana Lash's show that day from twelve to three. So then I'll just I'll sit around for two and a half hours and just wait. <laughs> and then yeah, you know, we might as well start drinking. I mean, it's uh, a Christmas celebration. <laughs> might as well, right? What else are we going to do? Watch basketball? Please. I mean, I'm so lucky to have them on the station. And... Listen to basketball, not watch. Right, right, right. Listen, yes, yes. The the, uh, the dulcet tones of college basketball <laughs> on our 50,000-watt radio station. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I think it's riveting, and I think everyone should tune in. Of course. Yes, absolutely riveting. Class A radio. I mean, I could go on. I could do something on social media. I could do like a live broadcast or something like that. I'm probably not going to, but I could. I'm just saying I could. Well, thanks for that tease. Yeah. I theoretically could. Yeah. Not going to, but I could. I'm just saying. You know, (laughs) if I wanted to, I could. Uh, what else do we got? We got a lot today. We're kind of loaded up here. We got Congressman Guy Reschenthaler popping over at 4 o'clock. We'll find out the latest on what's going on at the border. I did find it fascinating that the White House is already condemning Texas's law and saying it's inhumane. But Politico, with the mic drop piece of the day about how Mexicans are looking forward to Trump, Mexican people, and they write here, uh, soon the sun would set over West Texas and the Reverend Rafael Garcia would slip into his white robe and walk to the front of his cavernous church to say Mass. It was the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and he was going to talk about Mary, but before that, Garcia's mind was on more terrestrial concerns. On a couch in a room off the sanctuary, he told me that he worried about what the freeze in the weather forecast would mean for the asylum seekers gathered on the sidewalks around his church. He worried about the violence and political instability in their home countries that prompted many of them to flee in the first place. And he worried on this side of the border about polls suggesting a warming to Donald Trump, who has redefined immigration politics here. Now, if you just stop reading right there, you would think, okay, it's going to be another piece that's going to show how everybody is saying that they want to just welcome everybody in and blah, blah, blah. Nope, because then they get into the city's Democrat mayor, Oscar Lesser, or Leeser, who said at a news conference that the city had reached a breaking point. And then, as the numbers kept going up, they started to talk to people, actual human beings of Mexican descent, who went and who, who actually lived there. And they started asking them questions. 
And as they started asking questions, they found out, shockingly, that there's growing appeal of a pro-Trump hardline immigration mentality, even evident here in El Paso, in a city where more than 80% of the population is Hispanic or Latino. And in a country where Biden pummeled Trump by more than 35 percentage points, a county, excuse me, where Biden pummeled Trump by more than 35 percentage points three years ago. He writes, leaving the church, I walked up a street and into El Paso's downtown where the city's Winterfest was in full swing. White lights were strung from trees. Young parents pushed strollers and families lined up at food trucks for hot chocolate, churros and elotos. Get the key and lock the gates, said Rick Delgado, a Navy veteran who told me he leans Democrat and who keeps a U.S. Customs and Border Protection number in his phone. He said he thinks Biden is doing whatever he can, but it was the state, not the Biden administration, that had strung razor wire on the Texas side of the Rio Grande and passed legislation that would authorize police to arrest migrants. He said compared to Biden, Texas's hardline Republican governor, as political calls him, Greg Abbott, is doing a better job. Nearby, eating popcorn with his hot sauce, Ray Rosales, an executive chef who was born just across the border in Juarez, Mexico, told me, Trump, he started rough. But now that you see it, when Biden came in, he messed everything up. He said, quote, there are a lot of Mexican people looking forward to Trump. What? I mean, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Come on. On a small stage, a performer began to sing Feliz Navidad, and a boy tugged his mother toward a stall with light-up spin toys for sale. Jamie Takuba and his wife, Daniela Simental, were walked in by uh, wearing matching Mickey Mouse Christmas sweaters. And he said, quote, everything's gone to S. It's getting really bad with a lot of the people coming in, he said. He was born in a Mexican state of Chihuahua and immigrated with his family when they were 12. She didn't vote for Trump in 2016, she said, but lately she's thinking differently about him. Now, I want Trump back, she said. What? I don't understand. Why would these people who are of Mexican descent who are now Americans want Trump back? That's crazy. In Washington, the politics of immigration were flaring. In addition to Trump's rhetoric, lawmakers were negotiating over proposals to tie stricter immigration measures to funding for Ukraine, fighting some immigration advocates and uh, progressive Democrats, causing them to be very, very upset. Garcia, whose family fled Cuba when he was nine, told me he doesn't consider himself a member of either political party. He spent years ministering to immigrants and represents something of the old school liberal approach to the topic, that immigrants deserve compassion, particularly if they are fleeing political or economic hardship. He said during the Trump era, mass, uh, at mass, he heard confessions at immigrant detention centers. But he told me that when people see the reality and they meet people that are immigrants, the heart changes and the mind changes. But he also understands what crowds of migrants can look at on TV. Or that people who come here, they drive around and they say, why are all these people here? This is not controllable. This is not good. And so what's happening right now is that as people who actually live in these areas, these border towns and these border cities, uh, think about it. They realize right now that Joe Biden has allowed the border to be wide open and it is disastrous and it is hurting their communities. And now they all turn around and say, we need Donald Trump back. See, the Democrats have gone so extreme on this. That they're actually pushing Democrat voters back into the arms of Donald Trump. Think about that. 
They're so freaking nuts and so extreme in all their policies and their, and, and their open border that they are pushing people back into the open arms of Donald Trump. Mexican-Americans. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. If you live there, if you watch what you see on TV all the time, they had the, again, a record number of people crossing into El Paso yesterday or today, probably as we speak. You see the trains being shut down. You see what's happening at the border. And what happens? The governor of Texas comes out and says, we're going to do something about it. How does the White House respond? Well, here's Corrine Jean-Pierre today criticizing Texas and already promising that the administration is going to fight Texas on this. Take a listen. Uh, question on the new uh, uh, immigration law in Texas. Uh, does White House, any, White House have any thoughts on that law? And uh, there appears to be some litigation that's starting over that law as well. So, um, look, this is an extreme law that will not and does not uh, make the communities in Texas safer. It just doesn't. And I think to add to that is that uh, it is very much in line with what Republicans, uh, many Republicans uh, like to do or tend to do, which is demonize uh, immigrants and also uh, dehumanize immigrants. This is part of this. And so uh, this is not who we are as a country. This is not who we should be as a country. Uh, Communities should not, should not be uh, individually uh, targeted and put into into harm's way. And this is what we're seeing uh, again, you know, this is something that Governor Abbott has done over and over again. There are pl- plenty of examples that I've listed out from here before, whether it's le- whether it's leaving migrants in the side of the road in the middle of winter, uh, installed razor razor uh, razor wire near the border, making it more dangerous for Border Patrol to do th- their jobs, and place bayous in the in the river, making it harder for Border Patrol to do their jobs as well. So this is certainly. Um, Uh, extreme as we see it and it is incredibly unfortunate but this is what we see from particular republicans trying to dehumanize a group of people who are coming here or some of them trying to uh migrate here uh and and they're putting them in harm's way do you hear how out of touch this is they're putting them in harm's way how are they putting them in harm's way they break the law they're gonna get arrested they break the law of texas and they come into texas illegally they're gonna be arrested now, the, the thing is that when you read the political article, you find out that the people who live there support it. They all support it. And they think something has to be done. And they realize that the federal government is not doing it. All right, big four o'clock hour straight ahead. Congressman Guy Rexenthaler is going to stop by. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. 
And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.